You are now tuned into Reckless Talk with Wreck It Raya. I am your host, Wreck It Raya, and this is episode 17. Um, I'm really excited about recording this episode, and I'm going to call this one Two Mommies and a Baby. And a lot of people have been asking me to do an episode on um, same-sex parenting because my podcast is LGBTQI based and I am a parent and um, I'm really excited to share this platform with a great friend of mine. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. Good evening everyone. My name is C. Known we were in high school. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, we definitely have known each other since high school. Literally, since high school. And now we're both old as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these knees don't work the same no more. Yeah, we don't have to make it these anymore. Um, We're both old as fuck. We're both parents. And um, we're both, I'm going to let you, you tell me what you identify as because I don't know to label people so I'll let you um, what, what do you I, identify as I am a lesbian female that's who okay. I am okay. so we're both lesbian females um, we're both parents and you actually have a beautiful wife and a beautiful baby boy and a beautiful family and that's why I'm excited to really um share this topic with you because I feel like you have a lot of education and experience that I do not have. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Before, uh-huh. the, before the baby and the marriage and the fucking horse and the carriage. Um, coming out as a lesbian in dating in your younger years, have you ever dated women who um, had children? No, they were on the no-no list. Why? I, let's talk because about that. Why? I feel like when you date women with children, you it's it's a lot. Like you you're, you're dealing with you're not just dealing with one person now. Right. You're, you're also basically dating their children or child as well. Very true. And, and you gotta understand that there's you know. They come first, you know. Okay. And if you don't understand that, you've got no business with that person. I agree. I agree. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like dating, okay, dating and talking to a woman with children is one thing. If you meet a woman and you're talking to her, I don't feel like that's the same thing as dating a woman with children. Because once you're dating, I feel like that becomes more of a responsibility. Right. True. Okay. Okay. So before before your life, you were opposed to dating women with children. Correct. More so because of the responsibility. Right. I didn't ever want to feel like I had to be someone's step-parent. Okay. You know, because okay. I, I come from a household where I have a step parent, you know, and there's so many, you know, stigmas behind it. And, you know, there's so much of the child always trying to figure out who they are, you know, so I went through that. So it's not something that, you know, I felt like I wanted to go through as well. 
Okay, that makes sense. So now you meet your wife. She had a child before Correct. you and her child together. Yep. So what what made what made you more um like, open to like dating? Yes. Why were you open to dating her in the beginning? So our story isn't really like like I saw her got her number. No. Our story is a little bit more complicated. The you know, trying to make it like nice, short and sweet is we met at work. She was actually like my who was training me on the job I was in the middle of ending a relationship so was she and we were just cool hanging out you know we were she was like you need more gay friends I was like uh, I think I'm doing fine in life <laughs> give a shit you know uh-huh. so, you know, whatever let me just go and hang out you know cause I'm in my early 20s I'm doing shit I'm all about hanging out right you know, I don't, I gotta, all I gotta do is work and pay my bills and keep it moving. So, you know, started dating, we started going out, hanging out more. You know, I had, I knew her son because I'd been to her house. Okay. But I had been there only as, as a friend. Okay. You know, nothing else. Okay. And then one thing led to another and we ended up dating. Okay. So now you're dating. She has a child at the time. How old is her child at the time? You and her start dating. He's a big boy. He was twelve. Okay. So you you come into a twelve year old life. Tell me about that. Tell me some. What were some challenges dating uh, a oh woman with, with a twelve year old child? It's a lot because you got to. I'm sure. 12, yeah. You do a lot in life. You're trying to figure out who the fuck you are. Right. You're right. trying to figure out who you are. You, you, you're trying to, you know, you know, get with get with the ladies or get right. with the, you know, you're just trying to figure out what is what is this, you know, because you have all these emotions of your your hormones are going crazy, right? You know, so to come in at, at a peak time in a male's life, mm-hmm. and then you know, he was only really raised by my wife and and her mother. You know, so he was very much the baby and got away with everything. So okay. coming from a household where you don't get away with it, with, with shit, and now all of a sudden I see this little kid getting away with all kinds of shit, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, and then you have to remember, like, do I say something or do I just stay in my corner? But if right. you're dating someone... You're dating someone with the thoughts of possibly, you know, your your future. Right. You know, you shouldn't be dating people just for the shits and giggles of it. You know, I agree. so, you know, uh, there was times where I had to, like, remember he has his mom who who is allowing this. So I need to take a step back, you know. So it wasn't until, like, we had conversations about things that you know that made me uncomfortable with how she did certain things or with like how he spoke to her right and I you know I would bring it up and you know it it started coming to a point where you know I had to I felt the need to be like hey you need to chill out you can't talk to your mother like that you're just gonna go outside and talk to any woman like that like you can't do that 
Like, you gotta right. show your mother some respect. You know, and he didn't like it because he wasn't used to someone telling him he couldn't do something. Okay. You know, so we we hit a lot of like rocky roads, a lot of rough patches. There was a, there was a point where we were even entertaining separating. Just based off of the co-parenting of, um, of her child. Co- right. Because, okay. you know, all of a sudden now his dad is semi in the picture. You know, and all of a sudden now she's going to go visit his dad. And that, I mean, that's fine by all means. You help make him take care of him. Absolutely. You know, but then it it's, I'm the one that's making sure that he, he's clothed, that he's eating, that the bills are being paid, that he's out be out where he's where he told us he was gonna be at. You know, and and taking charge and letting him know like I'm here for you. Okay. You know, so it's a lot. It, it's not easy. It, it's something you you're literally you're like in two relationships at the same time. Right. That and, makes a lot of sense. And it's gonna affect you know, if you mess up one side, it's going to affect the other side. So you literally got to make sure both playing fields are good to go. Uh-huh. That makes sense. I feel like um, I have a similar story. I, I've i only been, since I've been out openly um, lesbian, I've only been in two relationships as far as my daughter and introducing a woman as my partner to my daughter. And the first relationship I was in, she actually had a daughter that was the same age as my daughter. Okay. So that that was my first um, relationship dating someone with a child. And it was, I think it was unique because we both had little girls and both our little girls were the same age. So to come together in a relationship, I feel like some of the challenges, like you said, were just in the way that we disciplined, you know what I mean? We were two very different women, and the way that we disciplined our children were very different. Um, The way that just the interaction that we had with our children were different, and I feel like that was hard because who is to say that my way of parenting was right, and who is to say that, you know, her way of parenting was right? Right. You know, it's a testy subject, too. Exactly, exactly. It's very testy because there will be times where we kind of like she'll say something like, "Oh, you know, don't let da da da," you know, say it. And I'm like, you know, you get snappy. Like that's my daughter. But you have to remember, you know, when when you're in a relationship, you're sharing this space and you're sharing your child. I feel like dating someone with a child is very delicate. It's very delicate, and um. It's not a responsibility someone should take on if they're not really committed to it. Because yeah. um, you definitely, you you in a way you start dating the child too. You know what I mean? Oh, you, yeah. come this, you come into this kid's world, you know, out of nowhere, and um, you have to become a role model for the child. You know, you have to, the child is watching you all the time, and yeah, exactly. another support system. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And if you're not ready for that, or if you don't know how to handle that, that's a problem. Definitely. 
that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. And, and nowadays, you know, you, you you really have to be careful with who you're introducing your child to because that is so true. Too many issues out here in this world. Oh yeah, that is very true. That's another hard thing. I think it doesn't matter if it's a same sex couple, um, you know, a straight couple. Being mindful of who you're bringing into your child environment. That's very, very, um, that's yeah, very it's like, you know, people always want, like, uh, a time frame when you should do these things. And it's like, I don't believe in time frames only because you should know your child and how your child may exactly. react. Exactly, exactly. And you should know already how this person may react or right. they may have already thrown hints at you that maybe that's not something that they're ready for or that they're even comfortable with. Right. So now, right. You, now you have to figure out what's best for my child. Make sure that, that, is so that true. child comes first. That is so true. That is so true. That's what the person feeling. That is if so true. If your kid ain't ready, your kid isn't ready enough. The show's over. Mm. Yeah, that's important. That's important because in my, I feel like in my first relationship, I wasn't as outward as I was in my second relationship. Like, my daughter was introduced to my first girlfriend as my friend, and I kind of steadily went into, like, girlfriend as an infant. But I was very mindful of, like, um, you know, like, intimacy in front of the girls. Oh, like, yeah. I, Honestly, in the beginning, they really just thought it was, like, a big-ass sleepover. Like, they just thought me and her was just good friends, and they were good friends. They were the same age, and they played together. And then when the feelings started to get more serious, we had to sit down and say, you know, we have two little girls that are watching us, so, you know, where are we going to take this? And um, that is when I really sat down with my daughter and explained to her, you know what same-sex relationships was and she had never seen me with anyone besides her dad so i mean that's great though because people are out here acting like their kids don't deserve an explanation Mm, that's big or a conversation maybe an explanation but a conversation yes yes these these kids are not stupid Mm. you know they pick up on things quick Mm. you know and obviously they're observing what we're doing and that's what they're going to end up doing. So if they see us withholding information from them, they're going to withhold information from us. That's very true. So that if we sit true. down and talk to them and show them that there's always an open line of communication, we're never going to have, you know, positive outcomes. I agree with you. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So I have a question. So now you and her are together. You're co-parenting, um, you know, her child. The relationship is getting serious. At what point in the relationship do you and her start um, expressing the want for a child together? Um, I want to say right around when we started uh, planning our wedding. Like, right around the time that, like, I proposed and stuff, we we started talking about having a family and stuff. Because at first, it wasn't really, like, something that we talked about often. Because we had so many friends around us having having kids Mm -hmm. that, you know, it was like, oh, it'll be nice one day to have a little kid. But it never went past that. 
had you but always then, wanted to have your own children? To be honest with you, it was never something that I thought about. Okay. It was just nothing. I don't know. Like even wedding, something I never thought about. It was just like, oh, okay, if we do that, that's nice. Okay. Like you know, so obviously being with with my wife now, you know, you get these thoughts, and now you're like, you know what? Yeah, that that would be something that I would like like to do. I would like to have like a, a family and had it full circle, you know. Absolutely. For a while, um, our older son was like, well, when are you guys going to have a kid? Like, putting applying pressure. Applying <laughs> like, pressure. We're like, bro, what is your rush? Right. And, and, you know, and he has siblings from his father's side, but they don't live, like, close by. Okay. He wanted, he wanted a sibling that he can live with, that he could grow up with. Right. You know, and... At the time, we were like, man, that shit is mad expensive. Like, you know, I got time for all that. And, you know, and then we're planning the wedding. Now, I think we're at, like, the year mark. And we're like, no, what is it really that we're going to do after we get married? Right. And it was start a family. So she dove into her rabbit holes that she goes down figured out like the insurance situation of it how much we had to put out of pocket and all those things and you know she was like I want to go right ahead like right after the wedding I was like I want to like enjoy like six months okay Uh I want some vacations and shit (laughs) enjoy uh, the married life (laughs) right like like, I just finished paying for a wedding not have a lot (laughs) you know so um, after the wedding, after we came back from our honeymoon, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. No point in waiting. Let's just do the goddamn thing. So, quick question. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, how do you, how did you guys determine who would carry the baby? Oh, I don't have the want to carry. It's not. Okay. It's something that's never crossed my mind. Okay, got it. If I can give someone all those working parts they have it <laughs> it's nothing that okay. I've ever wanted right so I mean, we did have a conversation of because my wife has a, a, me- a medical history you know so um, not to like dive in too much into it but she has fibroids which are common in uh, black and brown women Mm-hmm. So she had to have surgeries and stuff, and leading up to actually starting to get inseminated, she had to have two more surgeries. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't. That was my next question. So walk us a little bit through the, pro- the process. Tell me about the process. Tell me about. So the process was actually great. Thank you to uh, the New York um, respiratory, uh, speaking respiratory, sorry, the New York reproductive specialist out in uh, Mineola. Okay. They were absolutely hands down great. Okay. So first, obviously, it's start. You you can you can start wherever you choose. Obviously, either finding the sperm or going to the reproductive specialist, right? So we chose them because. Um, we knew other people that had gone there, other families, and their reviews were amazing. And they okay. had like 6 a.m. appointments, which you need when you're working. Absolutely. 
So um, we went there. They do blood work. They run tests to make sure everything is working the way it's supposed to work, making sure your hormone levels are where they, they have to be. And if you have like a specific uh, medical history, whether it's diabetes or issues with thyroid, you have to have numbers in a specific area in order to move forward. Okay. So because my wife has a, a thyroid history, we had to like go back and forth with her specialist and make sure that everyone was on the same page. So this took like a few doctors to make sure that we could even move forward. Okay. So, we so how long was that process? That I want to say was under about three months. Okay. Because you have to do blood work. You have to wait for it. You have they have to track your cycle. Um, at certain points of your cycle, you have to go in because they have to do exams. So it'll be like the first day. Then you got to go in the middle. Then you got to go the last day. And then you gotta go like two days after that. So it's a lot. It's a de- it's dedication. It's a lot. Okay. Of so it's something that you have to commit to. One hundred percent. This is okay. not a half-ass situation. Okay. If you're diving into this, you you're going in. Got it. Okay. And you have to be, you know, two support systems for one another because it's very stressful. And there are points where you're gonna want to give up because you're being given like bad news after bad news of you can't be intimidated this month because this didn't come back right so you have to wait until your next cycle because they have to redo uh, blood work you know wow. so it, it, it's a lot it's not easy but the staff there is amazing and okay. they're like you know and because they it, it's, it's crazy that at 6 in the morning you have these people that are like smiling and like yeah, right. come here we're going to do this we're going to do that and they're always so informative that's dope. I love that. You know, so it dope. makes the situation easier. Right. Okay. So, from thought in the process, how long did it take you guys to get pregnant? We went four rounds of IUI before she got pregnant. So, from when we started to when she actually got pregnant, I would say it took give or take a year okay so you guys were definitely committed and dedicated that's awesome okay so tell me explain that feeling when you found out that you guys were pregnant like what did that feel like um it was it was surreal so my wife which i'm sure many of the other ladies that are going to hear this are just as as crazy. She would wake me up because she knew, okay, I was intimidated this day. So technically by like, I can know by like day four. And she would wake me up at these ungodly hours, make me drive to the pharmacy to buy pregnancy tests, even though she had some already in the house. No, she wants the digital one, or she wants this one, or she wants that one. I'm going to the pharmacy, no bra on, looking crazy, you know, paying for pregnancy tests. And these people are looking at me like, what the hell you need a pregnancy test for? <laughs> and take my money. Mm-hmm. Take my money. Right. You know, so that was one of the mornings. And I'm sitting on the, on the tub. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I hope 
I hope this this is what we want because we unfortunately had to have the conversation of where do we stop? Right, right, yeah. Because yeah. you have to have that conversation because there's a lot of money being put into this if you don't have yeah. insurance that pays for everything. Mm-hmm. And then what the insurance fails to tell you is that there's certain medications that you're put on that they don't cover. Or mm. you're only you before you do like IVF, you have to have like eight failed IUIs, but you pay for all those IUIs. Wow! So this is thousands of dollars, right? So you have to literally like be ready and 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 emotionally understand that. There has to so, be. I'm sorry, I have to uh, cut you off because I think like, that's a deep-ass question. No problem. When do you stop? When, what, what would you say, what was your stopping point? If, if the fourth one, which is my son, Grayson, if that would have been a no, we would have stopped there. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's deep. He was literally our last try okay because we we just couldn't financially we couldn't we couldn't swing it any any longer right because you know you're you're buying uh these sperm vials that are hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on which donor you want and how many vials you want and then there's washed, unwashed, there's one specific for IVF, there's one specific for IUIs, but then there's categories for it, you know, so it's a lot, and it's stressful. Oh, wow. So you have to, you know, it don't, you know, I don't want people to make it like a money thing, you know, but you have to have that in, in the back of your head and remember. Absolutely. This, Absolutely. This, money runs out yeah and it you does. have to understand that maybe that just isn't in the books for you yeah but that's a hard thing to I think that's a hard thing to accept because like you said your fourth try that will, that was your last try you know what I mean yeah. so a person might always feel like let me try one more time let me try you know I feel like that's, that's hard especially when it's something that you really want Right. I mean, we yeah. have uh, friends that tried, I think, eight times and wow. dug themselves into debt before they had Yeah. Money. Yeah. Wow. Like, debt, like just swiping credit cards away because it's something that they just wanted that bad. That bad. Damn. And that, for me, personally, that just wasn't something that I was willing to do because how do you crawl out of that debt when you have now someone that you need to provide for? Absolutely. Talk about it. Talk about it. You know, so how am I supposed to provide for this person when I don't have two pennies to scratch? Absolutely. I agree with you. You know, so you have to remember these these, these small things because they're not really small. They're, they're bigger than what they look like. If you can't buy wipes, if you can't buy formula, and God forbid you have a child that has lactose issues or digestive issues, because now you're buying specific uh, formula for them. Right, 
right. that's way more expensive. These kids have expenses, a lot of expenses. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know, and, and they throw out of everything. You know, you buy them a new a new wardrobe. All of a sudden, you yeah. know, like my son, all of a sudden he got high waters on him. Yeah. Like my man. It never stops. It never stops. Okay, okay. So let's get back on track. So run me through a little bit. Run me through the pregnancy. How was that? Oh man, I was on board. Listen, yeah. My wife. You were Anything she wanted, right? Anything she wanted. Oh man. Listen. <laughs> it wasn't even like that. I had my wife on a specific diet life i made her all her meals i packed her her breakfast her lunch made sure she came home to dinner i was still working you know trying to stay buying diapers and wipes and stacking them in the closet because i was like i'm not waking up at four in the morning for no damn wipes for no wipe or no diapers mm-hmm. not happening so you know i had her just eating healthy the entire time and the only weight she gained was the weight of my son okay so she gained six pounds but he was six pounds and change okay you know and because of her her history and everything i had to make sure that neither of them got sick because that just wasn't something that i was gambling with okay so from i'm curious from a second parent point of view what do you feel like was the toughest thing about the pregnancy for you it could be something mentally what do you feel like the toughest thing was for the pregnancy being the second parent for me I would have to say there were times where I felt like damn this kid technically has like no direct tie to me Mm. Okay. You know, like, technically, there is no DNA back there. There is nothing that ties them to me. Okay. You know, the only thing that ties them to me was paperwork that we signed at the reproductive specialist office. Because there's paperwork and you have to go through a therapy session. Okay. You know, so, it, you know, there was times where I was like, damn, like, this is my, this is my son, but, like, he has nothing of me. Okay. But I think that's, that ain't my kid, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I see the way you interact with him, and I see the way that you adore him. And I feel like that's so, what you said is so important because I've even expressed to you so many times that, you know, I would have to start a family and, you know, go through that process with my partner um, one day. But, um, like you said, that, um, like, I already had my child, my child was closed. I have no desire to um, open this shop. <laughs> so, <laughs> my partner would definitely be the one carrying the child. Is that and something I, that your partner wants? Or that they're okay with? Yes. Okay. Definitely. I feel like I'm only asking for some people assume 
see that's a that's a good thing but I feel like at my age and I'm I know what I want at this point so I'm not gonna date a person mm-hmm. that doesn't want what I want you know what I mean okay. yeah I need to know that this is what you want too or there's no reason for us to take it any further but um I feel like I want that but like you said you pointed out something being the second parent how do you how do you form that emotional attachment because there is I feel like I would have that feeling too like you know how do, how right. do I make this my kid too so um, like yeah. I think that while while the child is in the womb it is very important to talk to that child play music, to, to rub the belly, to, to play with the child, even with the child being in the womb. Like, all these little things are so important because even though you, that some people may disagree, like, they can still feel you, hear you, you know, and that's something that they'll be able to connect as they grow. Okay. And you, you can't tell my son that I'm not his mama. He'll probably fight you. You, you're just taking the questions before I get to ask the questions. Now, this is another question I have because I do have a large LGBTQI audience. Mm-hmm. Before, while your wife was pregnant, I have to ask this question. You have this conversation with her. Are you dad or are you mom? I'm curious. So she is mommy. I am mama. You are mama. Okay, so there was no dad. There was no, you weren't trying to be, because I know some people, you know, that's just what they're more comfortable. What? Um, I'm not trying to portray something that I'm not. And okay. that is solely my opinion. Absolutely. I feel like if you, you know, it all comes down to how you identify what you're most comfortable with you know absolutely i'm comfortable as a lesbian female who my son calls me mama got it got it okay so now the baby comes beautiful baby boy um tell me about that he's here what are your emotions what are your feelings as a second parent, how do you make that legal um, after the baby is born? So, unfortunately, it's not, you know, like in a heterosexual relationship or entanglement. When you go to the, the hospital, usually, you know, the male's just like, yeah, it's, it's my child. No one asks, no one blinks, no one asks for anything further. Unfortunately, when you're in a same-sex relationship in my case we were a married couple I had to prove that we were married I had to show documentation as far as my our marriage license right in order for my name to be on my son's birth certificate so just to educate me do you have to be married in a same-sex relationship to have the partner's name on the birth certificate? So I can only talk for back in 2018. I can't I can't give you right. for now, current. In 2018, you had to be married and you had to produce a marriage certificate. You got it. 
yeah if not down the road what you had to do was adopt the child as a second parent and I can technically still do that as well this is something that we will be doing further down the line because of the simple fact that I don't you know it's not and my wife understands because we've had this conversation it's not that I think that she would keep my son from me and God forbid we ever separated or anything it's more of a just in case I need, protection. Save, I need to protect myself and I need to protect Absolutely. my son because my Absolutely. son knows very well who his mama is right and he before he jumps on her lap he will jump he will jump on my lap right so we have that that close bond like we we are it, it is me and him all the time you got it okay so tell me a little bit about raising a child. So now he's here. How, how old is your son right now? He is three. Three years old. So what have the last three years been like raising a child in a same-sex relationship? It has been the most fun thing I think I've ever done in my life. Don't make me cry. Come on. And I've been to some pretty, you know, I've gone on pretty cool vacations and done some things in my life. But being a mom, you know, hands to, to this awesome, loud, excited, happy all day long three-year-old is the best thing that yeah. ever happened to me and that I've ever done. Just because it's, you, you're you're seeing what you're creating. You know, this is someone who now you know relies on you. So there is no giving up. There is no putting your head down. It's no, uh, he's watching me. Absolutely, all the time. And he's watching me and he's paying attention to what I do. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to get this done. Hell yeah, every day. And, you know, it's always anything we do you know like our friends think that sometimes I we do go overboard anything we do we think about him first it's always okay but what is Papa gonna do mm. okay so where what are you gonna do with Papa is Papa coming with us or is Papa allowed do you feel like it's mature too oh 100% mm. 150% mm. definitely made me uh you know, I was a, I was already a hard worker. Like working always came easy to me, but it made me just see life in a different view. You know, like it sounds cheesy, but like the sun shines brighter, the sky is bluer. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it does. It sounds cheesy as fuck, but guess what? I understand exactly what you mean. It's like being a parent is the best feeling in the world. It really is. It is. And, you know, to have someone always smiling at you or just telling you randomly, I love you, or these random hugs that you didn't know you needed. And when you get that random hug, it's like, oh, man, I needed that. Now, I have a question. Since um, having your son, if any, what prejudice have you faced as far as being in a same-sex 
relationship and raising the child together? Like, have you faced any criticism as far as uh, child care, as far as outside the community? Like, um, nothing that anyone has had the balls to say something about. Okay. okay. Have you have we seen like stairs or someone asked? Oh, oh, it's two moms. Right. Yeah. Right. Shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Idiot. That's what I said. <laughs> um. You know. Yeah. But I don't. I don't like me. Good. I've been this big ass homo for mad years. <laughs> this big ass homo is here. She's here to stay. Deal with it. Okay. I have one last question for you. How? How are you? How have you prepared to explain this to him as he gets older? Because, I mean, you know, we live in a cruel world and we have to educate our children before they go out into the world. Absolutely. So how how do you prepare to explain, you know, that maybe our family dynamic is a little different than... um a typical family dynamic. Easy. We recently had this conversation because we're actually in contact with his other donor siblings. Okay. So, what we plan on telling him is that just like there's different colors, there's different types of families. There's two moms, there's two dads, there's a mom and a dad, and in some situations, you have a choice mom and a choice dad where that is your your only parent and that's perfectly fine as long as you know you're if you're coming from a loving home it doesn't matter if you have a mom and a dad or two dads or two moms or just a mom or just a dad and if he feels like he has more questions we're here to sit down and answer them we're here to walk him through life because that's Absolutely. what you are as a parent. You're here to hold your child's hand or stand behind them. And be like, it's okay. Let's go. Let's move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to say, before we end this conversation, um, I feel like this was a very informative conversation. Um, like I said, I've expressed to you and I've expressed so many times that I definitely want to extend my family and I definitely, you know, want to have more children. So I feel like you gave me a lot of, you know, insight on something that I really want. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I say, you know, do it. Obviously, you both got to be on the same page as when, you know, because timing is key. But yeah, do it. Expand these families, you know have these kids, raise them and raise them well. life. Yes. I agree. I it's agree. The best of and life. I feel like, you know, I have a child. I'm not even a I wouldn't be opposed to dating a woman with a child. But I have a uh I have a I have a map. Like, I feel like I know a lot of people I'm probably people are gonna be mad at me for saying this, but listen I could not see myself being a woman with like six kids. 
and I feel like it comes from a very mature place because I don't want that responsibility I feel like that's a right. lot of responsibility you know what I mean what? like that's one kid or two kids is, is one thing yes I have a two kid man a basketball team with a sub that's a lot that's a lot like that's a lot of responsibility and I I, I'm not saying I want to live um the richest life but who doesn't want to live a comfortable life I just don't see myself living a comfortable life being with a woman that has six children that's just it's it's a lot of responsibility but I wouldn't be opposed to dating a woman who has one or two you know I come with my one and I definitely love to extend my family and I hope that's something that's in my future but it needs it needs to happen soon for me because I'm getting older and I feel like I still I need to be able to run after my kid and shit. Like, I guess you. That, which is why you didn't proceed with having a third child. Well, second, but third. Right, um, right. Because I just felt like where we were at that point when that conversation came up was, you know, I never want one of my kids to feel like they didn't get as much as the other one did. You know, Grayson started swimming at six months. I had I was going to mommy and me classes with him uh, at like four months. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want that kid to look back at photos and be like, "But well, why didn't I get that? Why didn't I get this?" Because even Michael at at, at twenty, he asked, "Well, you know, well, why are you why are you guys doing this with Grayson? You guys didn't do that. With, no one did that with me." Right. Right. You know, and you don't want a kid to ever feel like that. that's a shitty feeling. Like always, like right. you know, growing up and always getting the hand down, never getting the fresh kick. Right, it makes sense. You, you it feel makes like sense. shit. You know, that's something that I was like, I'm not. I feel like right now we're in a financial space where we can take care of this one and give this one everything. But if we add a second one, we might get some turbulence. Right, okay. and that's a very mature. I think that's a very mature uh, point to reach, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've got to talk about it. You have to. People Communication are like, having kids, and no, 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 no. They're expensive. Very And expensive. if you're like me and see all kinds of shit, you're like, ooh, my kid needs this. Or, ooh, I like this. Yeah. No. <laughs> you get to the register, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I came in here only for new t-shirts. Exactly. Exactly. Trust me. But eventually... I would like to have a conversation with you about connecting these children with their donor siblings. That's, that would be an amazing conversation. That would be an amazing conversation. Yeah, so I would we're definitely. in contact with 13 of them. Wow. So we can have that conversation now. Not we'll definitely see. Yeah, I like that. I like the way we're gonna end that. Cause now everybody's gonna be wanting to wait for that conversation. Oh <laughs> yeah, stay tuned, stay tuned, man. <laughs> stay tuned for the next one. But um, before we end, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story with me. I feel like this was definitely one of my more serious topics, and I love to do serious topics because my audience is growing, and um, 
you know, I definitely love to give insight, especially on things that I don't know and things that, you know, I want more information on. And it's always good to, you know, have people in your life that can give this kind of information. And I just want to say, like, you're... I watch your, I'm a very observant person, I'm a fucking teacher, but I watch your interactions <laughs> with your son, I watch your interactions with your son, me and you talk, you know, you ask me for info, and I think you're an amazing mom, and, um, absolutely, and, um, I see how much you've matured, and how much, you know, having him has changed you, and you're definitely inspiration for me, because I definitely want that one day so thank you so much for sharing your story uh, thank you for, for having this platform and for inviting me to be able to talk to you know the rest of our community you know and let them know that this is possible and again I, I didn't want to scare anybody with the finances behind it it's just no, but that was that no shit. everyone Absolutely. to know about don't walk into this blind because it, it, it gets hard and you need a support system and we all got to remember that it takes a village to raise these kids and yes and if it's something that you want wholeheartedly do it and if you're a, a if you're going to be a choice parent meaning it's just you do it don't let it stop you do it make yourself happy don't wait for Miss Wright or Mr. Wright to come along if it's for you, do it. I love it. And we're going to end that shit on a positive vibe. That's episode 17 on Reckless Talk with Record Fair. Thank you, Speed. We are out of here. Good night. Good night.